Yeah, people, it's episode 134 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. Can you hear the vim in my voice, the gusto? It's a different attitude. I'm a different guy now. Why? Because it's done. Fucking done, man. So did, the, did Essex, boy. It's done. The show's fucking done, people. It's done. Three days. All done. All sold out. Uh, it's been, it was excellent. Thank you for everybody who made it out and um, and everyone who couldn't make it. Um, you know what? There's going to be other shows. Will it be Essex Boy? Probably not. We're going to knock that on its head. It's done. Uh, we can't just knock it on its head, Darren. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. There's stuff coming. Don't worry, there's stuff coming. So... But um, it's not done yet. So I don't like talking about things that aren't done yet. It's very preliminary. But if you're there, you're a part of something. Especially Friday. Because um, that's when we, we recorded it. And it's all good. The process was was great. It was a great thing to be a part of. To do, to organise. I've never I've never actually organised anything in my life like, like that. And um, now I've got the experience in. Like the next show that we do, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be flipping amazing. But this show went well. It went really well. Um, everything went to plan. Uh, yeah, it's only minor things that didn't go to plan that didn't actually disrupt the whole night. But thanks. Shout out to Uncle Ed. Shout out to Kazim Jamal. Shout out to Philio Huff. They were part of the squad all three nights. They were there. Uh, rotates them as hosts so if you're talking to people when on other nights don't bicker about who hosted and who didn't because you've got different things each night all right so they go oh you know the american guy who was hosting and you go no nah, he didn't host he's like yeah no yeah he did no he didn't no he, he hosted one night phil hosted uh wednesday ed on thursday kazim friday and then the other two just did their sets that's what you got. So we mixed it up. But yeah, man, it's a great process. I was just speaking to my brother earlier, um, who was there on Wednesday. And he said, uh, how did the nights go? And I was like, you know, Wednesday was big for me because that's the first one. That was the one that I, was, I had to just get out of the way. Like, that had to go well. Wednesday had to go because if Wednesday went to shit, oh my God, I was about to do two other nights. Um, Two other nights thinking that the show shit and I would have had I've been in a world of pain I've been shitting myself I've been like God I've invited all these people I know oh no <laughs> but nah 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 Wednesday went exceptionally well um, got a standing ovation on Wednesday so that was pretty good didn't get it on the other nights though you ungrateful bastards <laughs> But no, Wednesday, it was awesome. That was the first night, stand ovation. Went really well. So I was like, do you know what? Thursday, Friday, I'm buzzing. I just want to do my show. Um, Wednesday did under an hour. I'm not sure if adrenaline just pumping through or, you know, when I'm doing the rehearsals to myself, you know, I'm, I'm talking slower maybe. So yeah, the adrenaline wasn't there. So when it came to Thursday now, I was like, right, I need to get this on an hour. Bang on an hour. That's what I want. And Thursday, it was bad on my hour. So maybe Thursday was the night that I enjoyed the most 
so I enjoyed my Wednesday because of it was the first night and it went really well and the nerves they went well I enjoyed Thursday because that was probably the exact show that I had written that was the, kind of like the, the exact show that, that I'd written so if if that was filmed on Thursday that would have been I would have thought I could do more because I'm like there you go that's how it was written Friday though Phil told me hey man you've had two killer nights Friday just go out and enjoy yourself fuck the cameras just go out and enjoy yourself and I was like yeah alright cool then Friday what happened was I enjoyed myself a lot to a point that I started ad-libbing adding tags to jokes that I hadn't written down but they were working because I guess I was just in the mood I was in the vibe so it was all good and um, but because of that, I knocked myself off the route that I was meant to be taking with some jokes, and I had to kind of work extra hard to kind of get it back on track. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, so there's some jokes that uh, I've got to pull back the curtain. Some jokes that I felt were in the wrong order to how I wanted them. You won't notice if you was there. You, you don't know how I meant to deliver them. I think I missed one joke. Um, but yeah, it's all good though. I ain't mad. I ain't mad at it. Wait a minute. My sister's calling me. Let's see what she's saying. Uh, let me pause the pod. I'm back again. We're back. But, um, yes, yeah, so I was saying, yes, yeah, so some of the jokes didn't go exactly where I wanted them to go in the set. But I got all the jokes that I wanted to say, except for one. So, do you know what? Shoulder shrug. That's how it went. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out. Um, on Friday, but tell you what, just being on the other side of the process, oh, selling tickets. I tell you what, people's buying habits for tickets are hilarious and scary. When um, when you're selling tickets, we had an eleven week run to sell tickets for the show, and by week six, I think I'd sold about. Let's not take make it two though about 18 i think about week six yeah it's like a two it was two on the friday um six on the wednesday and about eight on the thursday something like that and how many is that nine there's two eight sixteen yeah but it's about 16 or 18 is sold um and be fair, the ones on Friday were the first that I bought, and they were bought by. Um, I said, oh, I should give them a little shout out. Not here, but I should message them. They were the first to buy tickets, just boom, off the back. And I saw the name, so I know some of that name, but surely not. Yeah, they were the first to buy tickets, so you shout them, big them up, I should. Um, and the Wednesday was my mates from uni, and Thursday was Naomi and her friends. That was like the cluster of tickets. And it stayed at that number for another three weeks with an extra one or two being added each week. And it's getting to a point where I, I was speaking to the venue. I was like, oh, maybe I should cancel one of the days. And they were like, no, Friday usually sells out with lots of walk-ups. And I was like, okay, cool. Then we get to maybe two weeks before the show. And... Maybe three weeks for the show. I'll put the clip out. 
I put the clip out to say, hey, this is my show. Come to it. And then the ticket started moving. Started moving. And I've realised it's that payday weekend. Let's go. So payday weekend was three weeks before the show. And that payday weekend, tickets started being bought in, in chunks. Three tickets, four tickets, two tickets, three tickets, four tickets. And then with maybe two weeks to go, in that last week, about 40 tickets went in that week. And then suddenly it was just like, and then each day sold out. And I, But yeah, and it was just amazing. It was amazing to sell out the free shows and stuff. So I'm, I'm proud of myself that I can honestly say I'm proud of myself for putting on the show and selling the show. But once the show sold out, why am I getting messages from so many people going, hey, so your show, you see it says sold out. Mm-hmm, yeah. So what? Can I not get a ticket then? What do you mean? I don't understand the question you're asking right now. No, it's just, it says sold out. So I wonder if I could get a ticket. But why, why are you getting a, trying to get a ticket now it's sold out when I told you about it weeks ago? Someone had the audacity, right, to message me, go, can I come? I was like, no, because it's sold out. But you, didn't, you didn't message it in our, in our group. I screenshot them three of the times I messaged in the group. Then they said, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in that group, though. Wait, I didn't, you said, you said, do you want it in the group? There it is. So what now? I'll tell you what. Tell me just, like, buy things last minute, innit? Don't know why. Like me, when I want to go somewhere, I just buy the ticket. Boom, done. A lot of times, I buy two tickets to an event. And I don't even know if Naomi's free or wants to come with me. And I'm then, I'm then having to try and flog that ticket to someone else. So it's really interesting to see people's buying habits, man. It's that last day. Are there really only four tickets left? Mm-hmm. Well, there's three now. What? Yes. Can you? I, and that's the thing. Because I wasn't controlling the tickets. It's so funny the amount of people wanted me to hold tickets. No. Buy tickets. That's how you get them. Hold those tickets for me. For how long? Just, and then no, no blue ticks. <laughs> I was going to just hold these tickets infinitely. No. No, 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 no. As I said, I'm not anyone special. I'm not, I'm not Chappelle. So I don't expect to sell out in a minute. And the venue mat's not the O2. But, if you want to see someone, you just buy a ticket, right? That's all I'm saying. But, I'm not bitter about it at all because it did all sell out. And that was my big fear. I didn't want it to come up, come to Saturday and people going, oh, my, if you just told me, I would have come, you know? No, I didn't want any of that. So, all three nights. Sold out, very happy. But, what else am I going to talk about um, on the pod? This week, what else did I have written down? That's what we've got here, what we've got here, what we've got here. No, that's a new note thing. Not that's what we got there to talk about. Yeah, so, and after, um, I guess, after this, I was very tired. Spent Saturday just in bed. Did a bit of laundry. Changed the bed sheets. Took back some trousers. Then, uh, then did a gig. Gigged, yep. Straight after, day after. Um, I didn't have any new material, obviously, 
So, I just said the stuff that I said in essence, boy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's, I went to the green room of this uh, gig. I'm not going to say who it was. Probably should let some time pass before I talk about it. But, Dale Hardy is talking to someone who you met for the first time. Who's eating a ham and egg salad. With mayonnaise on their chin. And they are just talking incessantly at you. And annoyingly, they're very engaging with what they're saying. So you want to continue listening and looking at them, but you can't because you're repulsed. But, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Fucking co-op ham and egg salad. There's always a chin, just, oh, just clean yourself up, man. I mean, now we get annoyed me, I can't you feel that food in your teeth? And I'm like, no, no, I actually can't. But I can feel when I've got bloody condiments on my chin, though. Even if I do have a beard. Granted, I can't feel crumbs in my beard, though. But sauce? Yes. Yes, I can. I'll wipe that shit off. I had a random thought in my head. Um, it's happened a few times in the past few weeks. I'm not sure if I've said it on the pod before, but I'm saying it again. Noise cancelling headphones need to be banned in public. I know, I sound like an old man, aren't I? I've, I've had a few old man rants the past few days. But that's one of them. Noise cancelling headphones in public, cancel them. They're, they're cancelled. They piss me off so much. Well, it can't be the headphones, it's just people use them. Ah, oh, if you're going to use them, make sure you can walk quickly and you know where the fuck you're walking. There's a man of... People noise cancelling headphones on, don't know where they're going, come to some kind of juncture in a station when they need to turn left, right, go straight, and they just stand there, just gormless. And you're there trying to get around them, and you tap them on the back, and they look at you as if to say, Why are you touching me? Is that because I've said excuse me about four fucking times, mate, and you can't hear? Now, why do you need noise? What are you listening to? Is that important? They need a noise cancelling. Right, my headphones don't block out all the noise, but I can hear what I'm listening to. And touched on yesterday as well, same thing. Right, weren't noise cancelling, but I was watching in the pub watching Spurs destroy Man City in a two-all draw. <laughs> and um, this guy in front of me, I was already annoyed. Right, I'm getting, I'm getting old, and I'm getting old. These kids, they're probably about 21, 22. Sat in front of me, just chatting the most shit. Just doing my head in, just chatting about football. It's like, oh, you know, Aguero's the best striker like in the prep. The best striker in the prep. Why say them off? You can't take the best striker in the prep. I would just do this if I was that. It's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. No one cares. And one guy, there's a few of them kept them standing in front of me. So imagine they're in a table sat ahead of, in front of me and there's a widescreen TV on the wall, probably about, you know, 40 odd inches. It's one of the side TVs in the pub. So I'm sat behind them watching it and they keep on. Their mates keep coming over with their shit beards, like hugging around each other's shoulders, going, oh yeah, don't know, that's how I put this bet on. We should go around the other side, they got a pool tag, just chatting shit, it's boring. But they stood in front of me like a fucking toddler, doesn't understand that, you know, everyone's watching the TV. So it gets to the point where my man just stood right in front of me, so I tap him on the back, go, excuse me, mate. And he goes, oh yeah, you just have to like say excuse me, you know, you don't have to actually, you know, t- Tap me, because I did dig him a bit. I, I, I locked my knuckles, poked him with two fingers in the spine. And so you don't have to like dig me, mate, just say excuse me. 
I just looked at these other guys who are next to me who clearly saw me say excuse me about three or four times. And I was like, imagine if I just fucking blast this guy in my local pub. Become the hardest man in the town. You what happened in the pub? What this bloke never seen in the pub before? Just shattered the glass in the bloke's face. And I thought, do you know what? It's not worth it. You've had a good week, Darren. Don't, <laughs> don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, man. I know. There's been a good week. It's been fun. Miss Naomi this week, I know. She's on a Hindu in Barcelona. Having having time of her life from the two or three pictures I've been allowed to see. But yeah. Better not be hot girl summer. I'm telling you, I don't know what hot girl summer means, but I don't like the sound of it. What? Stop it. But um yeah. But yeah, yesterday watching football, Spurs, two all draw. VAR is Tottenham's best friend, I'm telling you. I just feel like it's all tallying up to just bite us in the arse. When I mean, we've got VAR against us, everyone forgets that. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, Spurs been so lucky with VAR. They forget that in the first leg against Man City in the Champions League, we had a VAR decision for a penalty against us. They got the penalty. It's not our fault Aguero missed. People forget that, don't they? And then we scored. And then, you know, it was his second leg. They score a last-minute goal. That was offside. And there you go. It got cancelled. Yes, they handball. I'm telling you what, man. We miss Sun. We miss Sun. I've had enough of overhearing people say Kane's shit. It's annoying me. It really annoys the shit out of me. The guy scores like 30 goals every season and still gets called shit. I don't understand. Like, he doesn't score in one game. He did fuck all. He did fuck all, didn't he? People say best striker, best striker of the league, bollocks. Did fuck all. It's like, it's not, right, granted, he may not be the best striker of the league, but it's not bollocks to think he might be. You know what I mean? I die. This is one of those strange ones, man. You me getting ranty and passionate about Spurs. See, because I haven't got my own thing to focus on now, I'm just going to focus on Spurs. All I do, I have the wedding, wedding to focus on. I'm going to bash it out in the next three weeks. I want it all sorted. So I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. Make sure that everything's done on there. Because, you know, every guy knows when you're planning for your wedding. You, like your marriage and like most relationship. Yeah. You're, 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 you're the junior member, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, you pipe that. Like, do what it is. I said relationships are like. The man's the chairman and the woman's the CEO. She does the day-to-day running. Her reporting to you isn't her looking for your um, authority. It's her telling you this is the situation. And she runs the day-to-day matters of the relationship. Then the big matters, as chairman, all right, we need a board meeting. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening now. I'm not looking at my bets. I'm not watching football. What's happening? Fill me in. It's a quarterly meeting. I'm now taking an interest in the things you've been saying for the past year. <laughs> but no. Um, so yeah, it's a planning wedding. So I've just got... I, w- I want to nail these things before my stag. So between her head and my stag, and just bash out the last few things. But one groomsman suit to come. My suit to come. Got to pick shoes, got to pick shirts for the guys. Flowers all done. 
We've got greed flowers. Cakes, all agreed and done. Um, then we need to agree. We need to sit down, agree. Seating plan. We need to get our pack back to the registrar. DJ, and then get the music out to the DJ. Um, what other things? I need to work out this fucking. I actually, anyone who knows anything about videos and stuff, um, I need to get a live feed from the ceremony room to another room that has a TV in it. I think they're too far away to have any kind of wired connection. Everyone's telling me that what I need is like a wireless connection and a kind of, uh, what's the word, a connection that's solely for the feed. So like to tell, like if, so we're going to do that, like tell everyone to switch there, not to, don't give everyone else the Wi-Fi code basically. And just have the Wi-Fi for the feed, nothing else. So we'll see. But I need to, I need to pull my finger out on that. Try to work on which day is best for me to go. I might try and go next Saturday. Because I really want it sorted. Really, really do. Um, yeah. It's got a few things to do with, with that. But um, what else has happened in the news? Knife crime? Hey, that knife-free thing in the chicken boxes. Is it racist? It seems it. But is it, though? Or is that us associating ourselves with chicken? You what, you say knife crime only happens to people in chicken shops? Racist. It's like... No, it might be kind of racist to assume only black people eating chicken shops, right? As Dave Chappelle said, everyone eats chicken because chicken's delicious. It's not just a black thing. So, and if chicken shop grooming happens, then maybe it's the place to do it. But it just seems weird, doesn't it? Knife free chicken shops. And all I thought when I saw that was, yeah, I don't eat chicken with a knife either. So I, I'll support this knife free in chicken shops, but that's not what it was. Got it wrong. My mistake. But um yeah, it's one of those weird campaigns, right? Where it's just kind of it's not racist, but you know. It's kind of close. It's kind of close. No need for it to be that close really. But um but I'm not mad at it. We do need to stop knife crime. But I just think if there's like, what, what other what other crimes could you have? Like benefit fraud. Say no to benefit fraud in fish and chip shops. How about we say no to obesity in fast food shops? How about that for a fucking national warning? There you go. Worked it out. Um, <laughs> right. Let's get a bit of dear Deirdre going because we've been talking for 23 minutes. And, um, wow, should have closed that browser window. That was very uh, graphic. Right, dear, dear, dear. Wow, here we go. Dear, 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 beat sex with my married lover was amazing, but now she's pregnant. She should ditch her rich husband to be with me. No, she shouldn't. The key word there was rich and husband. No, she shouldn't ditch him. He might ditch her, but she's smart. She'll just raise that jacket, kid. Go, yeah, you're the father. It's like, this kid looks a bit tanned. It's like, no, Callum, he's yours. It's like, he's got a fucking afro. He's yours. It's like, 
He's about the same complexion as Stormzy. Is it even yours? You sure he's even your your kids? She's like, do what? I don't actually know. <laughs> right, four years ago in Spain, I met a beautiful girl who was also on holiday. We had an instant attraction and we drank beer, kissed, and then had sex on the beach. Um, I knew straight away that she was the one for me, but she told me she'd just started dating a guy back in England who is older than her and much richer than me. Jesus Christ, did she just say that? If so, that is funny. Um, just my luck. I thought uh, we still exchanged numbers as we're both from London, and I thought that she might still there might still be hope. She was twenty two, then I was nineteen. Yeah, you ain't competing, bruv. Uh, when we got back from Spain, I kept messaging her, and we got in a pattern of meeting for sex every couple of weeks. She was still seeing the older guy too, but it seemed like she wasn't too sure about who to be with. I told her she should be with me. I didn't see her for a bit. Then she texted to tell me. Wait, shit, I'll just cover the microphone. Sorry. Um, I told her uh, she should be with me. I didn't see her for a bit. Then she texted to tell me that I should forget about her as she's married, as she's as she'd married that guy. Oh, no. I'm not one to ever give up. So I texted back saying, one day you'll realise you made the wrong choice. Until then, I'm waiting for you. While I was waiting, I passed the time seeing some other girls. Um, they were keen, but they didn't come close to matching her. And I knew um, I was just marking time. Sure enough, she soon contacted me. And we've been seeing each other since then, which is great, even though she's married. After all these years, she's still the one girl that I love. She called to me to say that she's pregnant and knows it's a girl. I know my bones. I'm the dad, but obviously the husband does not suspect a thing. Oh, so I thought there was actual DNA. But no, nah, as long as your bones say, then that's all right. Mate, before you go and, you know, doing bone tests, like you've been doing inside her anyway, you know what I mean, geezer? All right, what, um, what? You should probably find out whether it's actually biologically yours. Um, what do I do as I want to be there for my baby? I'm not rich, but I do have a job. I love this woman so much. I know she loves me. Surely now is the time to be sharing our lives so we can be a mum and dad to our little girl. Jesus Christ, dude, you sound obsessed. You're not even sure if this kid's yours. How are you going to be saying that? How are you going to be saying that? Sorry, I'm just uh, texting my sister to say, plate me up, because I'm going to end this podcast and go there. Um... Yeah, mate, you need to get some fucking evidence that the kid's yours. You can't just be going, you're feeling it in my bones. Imagine just mashing up families because of feelings in your bones. You need to get that shit locked in for show. Right. Right, let's... let's uh, one more. Family feud. My cousin slept with my husband 10 years ago and now she wants to be friends. Hey! I'm enraged by the way that my cousin has behaved. She almost ruined my marriage, but she keeps me hanging somehow. We are both women aged 38 and were friends in school. In my 20s, my marriage got into a rut and I fancied a guy at work. My cousin urged me to follow my heart. Okay. Then she dished the dirt to my husband and had an affair with him. 
Oh, tip-top tacticals from your cousin there. You didn't see it. Look, what happened here, Jeff? Well, if you look on the replay, you see that the cousin tells her cousin to go and chat to another dude. Look, that leaves the husband unmarked in the box. You see she attacks from the left wing. The whole focus on the other wing. The ball switches playing. She has a clear run at the husband. He's exposed. And watch, watch what she does. She drops her shoulder, then drops to her knees and noshes him off. Unbelievable, Jeff. Fantastic tactics. 1-0. Anyway, she dished the dirt. <laughs> my husband. Hand fair. I didn't speak to her for 10 years. She spoke to your husband. I love that. Last year, she messaged me asking if we could be friends. When I asked how she could live with herself, she blocked me. Oh, top defending there. <laughs> she still wanted answers. I still wanted answers. And recently texted her saying... We all make mistakes and we used to be close. She replied saying she deeply regrets what she did and my text meant a lot. I said, let's meet, but she hasn't replied. She hasn't replied because it's really hard to, you know, text someone when when your hands are wrapped around your husband's penis, I tell you. Um, right, here you go. Oh, here we go. So what's she saying? What drink do you want? Water or water? Ha, <laughs> joker. Uh, water and summer fruits, please. Right, last one. Culture clash. My Moroccan wife wants our son to be circumcised, but I think it's barbaric. I'm biased. I'm with you, mate. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, no, dear, 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 I love my partner. And she's a wonderful mum to our six-month-old son. I thought circumcision was going to happen much earlier than that. Um, she's not from this culture. And you're not from hers. You're not from that. So let's not... That's first thing. Don't place your culture as the right one. Number one, okay? If you're going to be someone from a different culture understand there's going to have to be some fucking sacrifices and some compromise. Yours isn't right. Hers isn't right. They're both there and they're both different. And they're going to have to coexist somehow and they'll clash at some points. So, one, don't centre your culture. First bit of advice from me. Uh, she's not from this culture. And sadly, we clash over so many things. See, sometimes... I was saying this online, actually, on Twitter with someone that... And she agreed. Love isn't blind... But it is blinding. And there's choices we have to make when it comes to finding love. All right? And for me, if you're dating a different race, different culture. No, it's not just different race, though. Maybe. Just culture. You've just got differences. It could be class, culture, race. Um, you know, you've got to understand that there's going to be some bridges you're going to have to cross. And there's going to be some clashes in culture. Right? And you've got to be prepared for that. You've got to be prepared to deal with that. You can't just bury your head in the sand. So for me, I would find it a lot of effort to have to bridge that cultural gap with, like, a girl's... Like, say for girls from my town, we've grown up exactly the same. So we've, we've got a similar culture, her and I, but our family's totally different. Right? I, you know, her family don't speak English. I, don't, I can't bother to bridge that gap for me personally. And so those of my friends who are in mixed race or 
mixed, like cultured relationships, they've made this step. They've gone, all right, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn how to do that. I'm going to learn to speak that language so I can speak to his grandma. I'm going to learn to cook that meal so I can impress, you know, her dad. And they've made those steps. I'm like, do what? That's what you need to do. I respect that. If you're not going to do it, then don't cry when there's problems. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm 29 and she's 26. She came here from Morocco nearly eight years ago and we have been together for three years. We always eat Moroccan food except on Sunday when I cook a roast. She complains about eating um, our food even one day a week. Jesus Christ. See what's happened here. She's so fucking fit. She's so fit that there's the cop there's hardly any compromise. So Moroccan food is banging, but Moroccan food six days a week. Oh mate, mate. Where's the fucking ketchup? Put some ketchup on that fucking moussaka in it. Anyway, <laughs> the other the other main point we argue about is th- is that she wants our son to be circumcised, which is usually in her culture, but I think it's barbaric. We argued for months. Then she basically said she will make sure it is done with or without my approval. If I don't agree. It will be the end of our relationship. And I know it's hard for unmarried fathers to get to see their children. What can I do? Have a fucking chat. Have a chat. Ask her. Why? Why do you actually want it done? And then she just gives it. It's what's always been done. You have to say come again. Come again. Try harder. Can't say it's what's always been done. All right. Because, you know what I mean? Because then, then you pick out some things that, like, her dad does to her mum. I go, do you like that? And she goes, no. I go, so, but I'm going to do that to you now. She goes, no, you can't. I go, yeah, but it's what's always been done. And you just use that. But if she has some views and some real points on it, then you have to listen to those points. Uh, but me, I'm not a fan of circumcision. Um... But then that's why I wouldn't be with anyone of any culture that was a fan of it. I think it's just unnecessary. But I understand that it is in people's culture. And I'm not I'm not saying you need to ban people who do it either. I'm just saying if that's someone's culture and that's what they want to do, who am I to bring my culture and go, no, we're not doing it. I should just be with someone who else agrees not to do it, right? That's what makes sense to me. Anyway. That's the end of the pod. Um, I've got to go eat some food. 35 minutes and um yeah that's it guys that's it so i'll catch you next week when spurs have smashed up newcastle and lo celso has got his full debut as has rowan sessignon probably that nah, he's still injured anyway that's chris brain i'm out of here peace